yo, yo. Welcome to the Cultivate and Keep podcast. What's up? Hey. Hey. Dude, Corey, how are you, man? I am good, my dude. I'm so excited to hear about your life. Thanks, man. Yeah. I really am. Cool. How are you doing? We just spent like 30 minutes yeah, talking we did. about Okay. Me. I guess I'll just jump so, right into me. Well, let's tell the audience. So I was talking about what's going on in my life, and then I'm like, how are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'll tell you on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, a lot of new things. And you wouldn't tell me, so I'm like super amped to hear yeah. what it is. So um, it better be good. Yeah, it, no, it definitely got overhyped. <laughs> uh, but okay, so the the new stuff on the block is that I'm going to Poland. Mm. You might have seen it on movies. No, 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 oh, not okay. moving. Just okay. going. Just mo- yeah, just very short. Uh, might have seen it on Monique's Instagram. Um, for work. Yeah, for work. That's the trip. Okay. Cause mm. you, ma- oh, you just mentioned that. It's a different trip, actually. Not the like uh, annual meetup. No. Okay. So October is gonna be crazy because okay, so about a month ago, I got a message on LinkedIn from a guy who uh, I knew like the company that he was from, and um, he was like, "Hey," it was just like a really short like like, "Hey, Corey, do you ever consider keynote speaking opportunities?" And I was like, um, "I haven't before, but yes, I I do currently entertain them," and uh, <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, cool. Like, I'd love to fly you out to speak at our conference." Um, it's yeah. called Pipeline Summit. It's in uh, Gdansk, Poland. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really far away. And so I was asking him some questions about, you know, what it is, who it's for, how many people are there. Um, and it's a really kind of small boutique kind of conference, um, mostly for like tech founders mm-hmm. and salespeople and marketers. Um, and he wants me to be a keynote speaker. So I'll be closing out the day, the first day. That's and so um and um, yeah, and speaking. How many people? Uh, about three hundred. Um, so it's, it's it's pretty cool actually. It's a two day conference, mm-hmm. and so the first day is kind of just like back to back speakers, kind of just on stage, you know, thirty minute presentations, and then the next day is like a workshop day, and so you can kind of like choose where you want to go, and there are two hour workshops mm-hmm. led by some of the speakers, some other people as well, and so I'm also leading a workshop um, with about. Uh, so there's about 300 people total and so about 10 to 20, I'm guessing, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe more, it might be 30 people, uh, will come to my workshop and then I have like kind of like three parts of the workshop I'm going to go through. Dude, that's um, so cool. Um, yeah. So do you have any extra time in Poland or just like for the conference? Yeah. So dude, it's cause it's so far, it's nine hours ahead of San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's crazy because we're going to leave on Sunday night, the sixth, and then when we like get there mm-hmm. through all the flights, it's gonna be like Monday night the next day. Mm-hmm. So then the next morning is the conference. We'll have two days Jeez. at the conference, and then we'll have two free days, and then we fly back. But then it you basically say we who's going? Monique and I. Oh, she's oh yeah. Okay, I so was gonna <laughs> ask. <if I> could <laughs> come. <laughs> so here's yeah, the other thing. So that's cool. Um, so basically, I told him I would love to, but I'll only come if you can fly my wife out too, because it just doesn't make sense for me to go without her. And I'll, I'm going to be leaving like the next week again for our barometrics retreat in Krakow. It's not Curacao. It's Krakow. It's in the Caribbean, I think, um, for five days, four days, five days. Um, so I just told him like, hey, it's not going to work. And he's like, well, I can tell you what our like travel budget is. And if you can find flights that accommodate that, then we'd love to fly your wife out mm-hmm. too. And we did. We managed to make it work. So was it like a stretch, or was it pretty comfortable? No, it, it was like right on the dot, basically, of what cool. the travel budget was. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I made it pretty easy. And but they're paying for like hotels and food and stuff. So 
Shouldn't um, cost you anything. Yeah. yeah, it shouldn't cost us really anything. That's but cool. even if it's like, um, we're yeah, I mean, we're gonna book two nights ourselves. Additional, okay. And uh, and like a nice hotel there is like a hundred bucks a night. <laughs> so we're like not really worried about it because it's super cheap there. Dude, um, that is so cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. What else? Yeah. Um, That's main. Yeah. So so then I have the uh, the um, the Bear Metrics annual mm-hmm. retreat. Um, these are just like small things, but I kind of just like put it out there and on, on Twitter. Um, but in the next like two months, I'm expecting to be on like five to 10 podcasts really? and do a couple webinars with like some companies. Work? Yeah. For work. Cool. Um, I'm also speaking at two virtual conferences, which is kind of a <laughs> new thing. Um, but they just kind of like popped out of nowhere. So like the last like three weeks, it's like my speaking cr- uh, now I'm like a professional yeah. speaker. I'm really not at all. And Dude, that's I'm, funny. I'm not getting paid for any of it, but, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it. That's super cool. Yeah. So they don't pay you for the pull in one. They just kind of cover all costs. Yeah. They're just paying yeah. for everything. Yep. They're not paying. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So super stoked about that. I've pretty much got like, I already know what I want to talk about and I've already got kind of the layout for the workshop too. So it's not going to mm-hmm. require like a ton of work. Um, and frankly, like a lot of it is just kind of like, um, reusable, recyclable stuff that I've done before and that mm-hmm. I'm doing for other companies and other areas and other, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a webinar or a podcast, et cetera. So, uh, it's not like a ton of like new stuff. I don't mm-hmm. have to like, you know, start from scratch really. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, congrats, man. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I, well, I have a couple other like little projects in the works. Um, but I just redid my personal site, coreyhaines.co. Nice. So now if anyone ever wants to know what I'm up to, what I'm reading, working on, et cetera, you Let's can always check it go out to, right now. Yeah. I'll put a, li- a link in the show, in the show notes, but, um, I just figured it was time to finally kind of redo it. I kept it super simple just cause I did it in like one night and did it all from scratch myself. And I think it looks okay. It turned out pretty yeah, good. It looks like, um, Hey marketers. Yeah, yeah, it's got a similar feel. I'm trying to keep like the same kind of branding elements, so I'm I'm kind of figuring out that yellow is my thing because no one ever uses yellow. So I'm just like, I'll just use yellow, and it really stands out compared to all the other like muted colors out there. So um, click on one of the like little drop down thingies, mm-hmm. and yeah. I create this little really cool animation where it turns from like a plus sign to an X, I and then it, it goes back. It's pretty dope. It took me like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of reading it. All right, good. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much everything in my life. That's um. Hey, I almost got a plug. Almost. You said my good friend and I. Oh, dude, I should tag you. Tag I should tag me, your, your Twitter. Or my Twitter, my, my business, do it all, that's dude. That's true, huh? Yeah, you need a personal site, dude. All the uh, cool kids have I one. I don't know, man. Can you build it? What's your rate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's not go down that road that again. That's funny. You wanna, I would do it again with you, Corey. Yeah, I would. Anytime. I would. I just want to do it in like... Two weeks, three weeks. Literally tried to do it over a weekend and turned it in like three weeks. Yeah. Hey, Max, chill, boy. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. That's super exciting. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. Um, I'm super excited too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Poland's much more beautiful than I expected, especially. Um. Well, as far as you know. Well, yeah. According to Google Images. (laughs) Google does lie to you. (laughs) That's true. Um. No, but it looks amazing. It's all like, you know, kind of that really. it's like, you know, Eastern European architecture, but it's all very old and traditional. Um, a lot, I, I learned that like a lot of the, even the new buildings that they make, mm-hmm. they make them look old because that way it matches like kind of what's already existed. So there's like 
thousand year old buildings and then there's like year old buildings that look very similar um but it's just cool. a beautiful city there's like a river that kind of like winds through the main downtown area and it's pretty urban too so dude you're doing a lot of traveling I feel yeah like last a lot year or two i know that's cool it's um yeah we're still trying to figure out next year's plans um but already this year we've done a lot of traveling that's we cool. just got back from oh yeah i don't think we've had a podcast since we got back from we haven't boston and new york mm-hmm. um that was a ton of fun uh new york uh, was di- i would no i wouldn't say different than i expected <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was um i'm not crazy about it yeah it was a little overwhelming mm-hmm. uh a little bit stressful Bruce it was fun parts like I, l- I really like manhattan and yeah. uh brooklyn are really sweet but just like yeah. times square like new york like the main area i don't like it it's like yeah. Yeah, we stayed in Times Square, um, which oh. we wouldn't do again. Um, Last time I went, I did also. Really? It, it was cool. It was nice being like by the action, but yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's um, well, we had to like you can't get away from like the busyness, right? And we had to like all the places we you know you have to go there first to understand like where you want to be. So once we figured out like okay, we kind of like being you know on like the west side of Central Park, that's a cool area, mm-hmm. or we want to go to Williamsburg or Brooklyn, and then re- realizing that like. Uh, Times Square is like not close to any of those places like it's mm-hmm. not quite walking distance mm-hmm. and it's a little bit too far or it's like just far enough to where you have to like drive or take a lift and so um, we would we would definitely like stay in a different place I think that I would go again if we stayed somewhere else were you guys big on the subway or no yeah we took the subway everywhere yeah. uh, we took the lift a few times for like longer travel because otherwise it take like an hour and a half mm-hmm. to get around um, but most of the time we took the subway Last time I went, I was proud of myself, dude. I got it's night. hard. I got it's, it's super crazy. hard. It's kind of scary. I went with John Yo, and we would like oh, often yeah. just split up, and so I was like forced to oh kind of learn. Oh my gosh! Um, but after like literally one day, I felt like I had it down. It, it was fun. Dude, I I don't think it actually makes sense. I think that people just know it. But I don't think it literally makes there's sense. There's apps. I don't know if you had an app on your phone, but that no. makes it a lot easier because oh. I, I would like study it when we're you know on <laughs> yeah. like a route. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you, go time, you gotta dude. Go fast. Yeah, it's, it's intense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I literally went like all the way across town. Like I went everywhere on it, dude. Like there was a few days where like the whole day we split up and it was just like on my own and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. it was yeah, cool. that was fun. It was, um, I think the scariest part for us was, uh, like we didn't want to cause you know, it'd be like, okay, get on the B train, you know, at like four forty one. But there's two B trains mm-hmm. that both arrive at 441, yeah, and one's going north and one's going south. And you're like, oh my gosh, what if I go on the south one when I want to go north? And then I end up having to, you know, yeah. go twice as far. I waste a bunch of time. We did that, I think, twice or three times. Yeah, I did a few times too. Um, I so forget. There's like, there's colors, I think. Yeah. And then like arrows or like dots, like different patterns. Like it's, there's, I forget how it works. Yeah, but, it's like um, blue, orange, yeah. and like green. And then there's like A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And then there's like uh, metro and like local or something. Mm-hmm. And they're two different like lines. And then there's all sorts of different levels, and then you have different sides of the platform. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't have an app that I should have looked for one. I'm the tech I'm guy. I don't know why. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I kind of just let or Kyle. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kyle. I kind of just let him figure it out because he was he was like the subway pioneer, and I was just kind of following directions. It was but. it was hot, right? You know, it actually, it no? was warm. It wasn't that hot. It really cool. Like we were expecting it to be like you know mid 80s, pretty humid. It was like mid seventies and okay, not as humid. Not yeah, it was a lot like here, honestly. I've been three times. The first time I went was like I was young, eighth grade, I think the eighth grade trips. I don't remember, but I went uh, when I was like twenty, and it was in like uh, I think it was in 
August or September, it was super hot. It was Oof, like yeah. mid nineties, super humid. Yeah. Like in those subways, it's miserable. Oh my gosh, yeah. The uh, first day it was re- it was like probably like ninety degrees mm-hmm. in the subway. And I went last year in February, and it was awesome. Mm. Dude. It was like snowing outside, like super cold. And so it's, yeah. it's weird though because you go like underground and it's, it's still cold, but you get in these subways for you know sometimes like 30, 40 minutes, and you're all hot and nasty, and you go outside and it's like snowing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of that cool. is weird. Yeah, I think if we go again, we'll probably go in like um, maybe like October. No, no, not October. October's still hot. I think like either November or like January, February, March. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next place we like the next like city we want to go to is uh chicago dude chi town yeah i love chi town yeah the 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 brief time i was only there for like like less than 24 hours but i really loved it when i got to walk around and stuff so we'll see well enough uh jibber jabber yeah speaking of travel let's talk about life regrets <laughs> <laughs> at first i was like what? Oh. just kidding i thought you were gonna like, tie it in but that was that's no, right. I was trying to figure out a way too, but I was like, yeah, it's just <laughs> not going to be smooth. I'll just go with it. Um, yeah, so I I saw a tweet from this guy I follow, and he referenced this article about like the top five life regrets of people. I thought it was super interesting because um, it it wasn't really what I was expecting. And I also thought it was interesting, like it was fascinating looking at the comments from people because this is kind of like a well-known guy. He's the CEO of a, a big company, and um, and he was you know, kind of commenting, commenting on each one of the reasons. And then people, you know, were re commenting on, uh, on what he was saying. And the rationale was just super interesting. Like from a lot of people, obviously who are, who are not Christians. Um, but basically like, you know, people are talking about what their own life regrets would be, or, you know, what they've heard other people, or do they agree? Do they not agree? How would they rank things? Um, so one, I want to talk about, you know, life regrets and just kind of like the whole concept, but also, um, you know, like what's the Christian perspective on life regrets because, uh, and, and kind of what, what does it mean anyways? But let me start just by reading. I'll just kind of like rattle off the top five reference in this article. It's an art, it's an article from, uh, the guardian. Um, and the number one life regret that they found, uh, and this is all, like, I think they did like some sort of study or, um, uh, yeah, it was from, okay. So it was from this lady named Bronnie Ware. She was an Australian nurse and she spent several years, you know, working in this one, uh, in this one place where she cared for patients in the last 12 weeks of their lives. So she would, you know, talk with them and record what they would say. And she had to obviously, you know, kind of know a lot of things. Um, and I think she actually ended up writing, um, a book on life regrets, but the first one, which surprising, but people say, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Now there's a lot like to this one thing I wanted to know was like with all these, you kind of have to like read between the lines a little bit because they're a little bit vague. Um, but number one is to have the courage to live a life true to yourself. Number two is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Uh, actually that one's not very surprising to me. Number three, I wish I had had the courage to express my feelings. Um, number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And then number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. Which <laughs> just like, Hmm. I don't know quite what that means. So we can talk about each one of those, but what do you think? Are there any of those surprising to you? Um, yeah, surprisingly the number two, I wish I hadn't worked, worked so hard. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I was like, I was a working man who, yeah, I was like entrepreneurial. Well, like that's kind of all I seem to <laughs> care about recently. Like should rethink some stuff. Hmm. Uh, that, yeah, that one caught me off guard. Um, the rest of these kind of seem like 
you know normal things you would expect yeah uh well one thing i thought was interesting no one said spend more time with their family i I thought i read that uh maybe that was like kind of in between the lines mm -hmm. on a couple of them uh but it's not like specifically i think maybe with the ones like i wish i'd had the courage to express my feelings um you know some Mm -hmm. people kind of talk about you know how they felt uh like you know they wish maybe they didn't leave on the wrong foot with someone or they wish they could have told them they left them one more time. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know if that really counts very much that it was surprising that family wasn't like directly mm-hmm. addressed. Yeah. I also was surprised there wasn't a whole lot of like, uh, accolades or like, you know, wanting to do like certain like, feats, yeah. you know, like, you know, I wish I would have, I don't know, like hiked Mount Everest or, right. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. Uh, none of it is that it's all like feeling based. Um, mm-hmm probably because i feel like in that with your dying if you're in that stage of life like you're you know you're you're emotional you're thinking about kind of like what's going on and like what are you feeling and thinking and so right yeah yeah unless you're like a really like type a mm-hmm. enneagram type three estj kind of personality maybe like someone i know or <laughs> like dang it i had two more things on my to-do list <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need to go cross them off um <laughs> speaking of travel too i'm a little bit surprised i didn't see more of like i wish i would have yeah. seen, seen more, more of the stuff, world yeah. or you know, traveled or mm-hmm. experienced other cultures. Um, yeah. A lot of them are very kind of like, uh, feelings based or, um, either have to do with themselves or with like a relationship with someone else. Um, especially the first one, right? I wish I had had the courage to live a life mm-hmm. true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Um, I feel like this one is almost like a dig at family in some ways, maybe of mm-hmm. like, you know, you kind of i mean it's true to some degree i think but a lot of people grow up and then they do the things they think their parents want them to do Mm -hmm. and so they go to college and they get a job and then they have a family and produce grandkids and like you kind of just live what's like expected of you you know right kind of like not doing what everyone else is doing but uh doing what's normal right doing kind of uh maybe what you've intrinsically should be doing how you how you're raised yeah, that one I feel like should be reworded. Like, I wish I would have kind of thought through what I wanted to do right. rather than just do what's normal, you know? Yeah. Because you're right. It does feel like a jab at, like, someone. Like, yeah, not the life others expected of me. It's like, oof, ouch, yeah. hard. Um, in fact, she says, uh, oh, yeah, interesting. It says, when people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. Health brings a freedom. Very few realize until they no longer have it. Yeah. So yeah, it could be, um, I mean, yeah, it's sort of like an all encompassing one of, I wish I had gone to that place or, uh, started this business or chose a different career or, um, you know, maybe invested in some other hobby possibly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. <laughs> that one, um, I think maybe, yes, yeah, actually she says, all the men I nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives mm-hmm. on the treadmill of a work existence. Um, this one's hard. W- one of the things I, I, ta- I think about uh, is, you know, obviously most of these, you know, like basically her context were people who were in the last 12 weeks of their life. And so the, they were either terminally ill or they were just old and sort of on their last mm-hmm. in their last days, um, 
And like, this is reflective of like that generation of people, you know? And like, I wonder how that's going to change with yeah. our generation yeah. or with, you know, the generations ahead of us with, uh, what's the next one? Yeah. There's, there was the BME boomers. There's, is it gen Y and then gen X. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works anymore. I don't even know what I am to be honest, yeah, but I think we're millennials. Yeah, oh, I think so. Maybe I think <laughs> we're right on the, on the cusp. Pretty positive. Uh, I bet you like trap. Oh, actually no millennials do a lot of travel. So maybe that's not going to be a big bucket list. No, item. it's going to be like, I wish I would have spent less time on my phone. Or <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> actually, that's a really valid. I hope that's someone's regret. Cause yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a really, yeah, real possibility. I wish I hadn't spent so much time on Instagram or flipping through profiles or like just not doing anything, you know, like last night, I was at uh, my high school small group and uh, we were playing uh, like a cornhole tournament. And then, so some kids are doing t- cornhole, some kids are playing basketball and you know where I'd be. I was on the, on the court hooping <laughs> some kids up and uh, there's this kid that, uh, you know where I'd be. <laughs> uh, there's all, all these kids and there's this kid named Brett who's like the tallest, biggest, strongest kid in the whole group and like the most just athletic kid. And right. so I was playing, like, we're playing with him, whatever, shooting around and uh, like normally like we'll play he'll kind of give me like a run for my money he's pretty good right and we're playing this time one-on-one and it was smooth bro i was giving him <laughs> you just give him work yeah dude it was simple it was coming easy and i was like Brett, what i was you know me i was talking trash in yeah, his head like Brett, like what's up bro <laughs> like what happened and uh, he i was like were you in the, in the gym at all this summer and he was like no <laughs> and i'm like wait like not at all and he was like no i'm like what'd you do he's like play video games I'm like all summer he's like yeah i just literally sat in my room all day and i was like oh my god dude like when i was your age i remember all the time like you know remember us dude like playing lohu being outside oh, yeah. like and uh, it just it was weird to me like he really spent a whole summer like doing nothing and he obviously did some stuff but like right. just sat around and i feel like a lot of the guys in this small group or this generation kind of like what they're doing you know I, I, what you wonder, like, okay, that has to be someone's regret at some point. Like, if they're on like, the deathbed, yeah. like, looking back, man, I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have, you know, got off away from a screen or whatever, you know? Yeah. Done what matters, I guess. Yeah. No, th- that is really interesting. It'll be, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see what kind mm-hmm. of the results are. Um, but you can kind of already tell, like, what are the themes? It seems like some of the, the yeah, like, the theme of this is um, it's a lot around, like, yourself and your ambitions and then like your relationships with your friends and the people close to you and maybe kind of the next generations will be marked more with like what they did and achievements or how they spent their time um maybe i mean i don't know i feel like our generation maybe doesn't work as much as the last generation and maybe they like didn't have to or maybe it wasn't like as normal um but i feel like I, even then getting back to the the like the work regret it's definitely a big thing for men like i for both of us like we're we're pretty like uh focused on work we have good ambition we have good work ethic and i think about that sometimes like well one one thing i try to keep in mind is like my job isn't that hard i sit at a computer and i work on software like it's not like i'm out you know in the sun moving stuff but then even then it's like okay you're out in the sun like moving stuff like it's not that bad either, but it's more about like, what are you doing with that time? And are you spending that time wisely? Are you mm-hmm. spending too much time on it? Are you, uh, you know, are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you just doing it for money? Or are you doing it because you enjoy it or because you need to? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, I think it comes back to like, well, why, why do you, like, why do you work? Is it because you like it? Is it because to support your family? Like whatever it may be. And um, like, I think, 
really kind of the priority should be like your family. And I, you know, I know for me, like whenever like work kind of consumes like my weeks or my days, whatever, like Connie's very good about kind of bringing me back saying, Hey, like like this, this matters like to some extent, but like I matter more. Like we, you know, our family, yeah. our time together, like matters more than like this, this project or whatever you're doing. Like it can't overcome like our lives, you know? And so I think just like, yeah honing it back in and like really evaluating like why you know are you doing too much like could you do less like is it really gonna matter um i think mm. it's good to think about yeah i feel it's been really like kind of uh out of nowhere a little bit but i feel like the lord's been kind of building in me just like this strange new desire for like a family and like kids and it's not like i didn't want them before but like I, i'm like kind of like envisioning it a little bit and like excited about it and i was thinking how if I had, I mean, like, this is what I want and it could end up not working out this way, but I feel like I would regret not spending enough time with my kids, especially in the early days. And, uh, and like it, it pushes me and it, it makes me want to work so that I can like homeschool my own kids yeah. with my wife mm-hmm. and I could, you so know, that's like the opposite side of this. Cause my response it would often be like, well, like I'm in a season or phase of like building and I'm, you know, wanting to get ahead and wanting to prepare and, you know, whatever. And so yeah. it's hard because it's like, while that is true, that, you know, it, it can't dominate my life for the next, you know, three to four years. Like there has to be like a level of balance, like a, a reasonable approach to it. Yeah. Um, but what also I was kind of thinking about like, let's say I do get to that point of like, okay, now like uh, I have the freedom and the financial um, stability to like, you know, spend time with my family, be there when they're young, you know, all, all that stuff. Uh, I think you got to consider like if you, if you're building like a habit and mentality of always wanting to work now, like if you get to a spot to where you're financially free, like you, you're probably going to be bored. Like you, you're going to, you're going to feel like you want like that motor to run. You want to work. You want to yeah, you know, build something, you know? Yeah. I think what I think, I, I mean, I don't know. That's my, what I would expect. Yeah. I think for, for me, like the way that I'm thinking about it is like, it pushes me like, I don't really want to work like super hard right now, but it pushes me to work hard, really hard right now so that later on I can kind of take the, my foot off the gas pedal a little bit mm. and, you know, have a more balanced kind of schedule or, you know, still be able to work from home and be able to like, you know, part-time homeschool my kids and, or, you know, just like spend more time, especially in the early days. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like, I mean, not like a knock to anyone who does this or who like has done this or thinks differently, but um, I think it's kind of a bummer like to spend the majority of your day away from your kids, especially in the early days. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you're, when your kids are 13, 14, 15, maybe even, you know, an adult 18, like then have the time to, you know, to now spend the time with them. But like now they have a job and now they're out or they're in school and super busy and stuff. They have tons of friends. It's like, I think I would, I would really want to put a lot of like time and energy into those early days. Yeah. Like, kind of like the zero to 10 maybe of like your kids mm-hmm. um, and spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would regret that looking back and being mm-hmm. like, dude, I never, I don't know, you know, I only had an hour a day or two hours a day. And it's like, that stinks. Yeah. I, I think like, um, it could, it'd be like a detriment, like like a bummer to like be forced to be away from your kids. You know, like if you, like, you know, people have to work, they have to provide. So I think a lot of times it's not an option. Like, uh, yeah, they. I'm sure they want to be. Like, I would want to be with my kids when they're young. But what if you have to go out and work at a job away from your yeah, home? Yeah, of course. You know? And so, like, I, I'm stoked and grateful that hopefully I will have the opportunity opportunity to be close and nearby to my family. But, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a 
it's a difficult one to, to kind of balance and to, to look through. Um, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Um, skip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I, I was interacting with a, uh, actually with a client this last weekend and we were setting up lights for her like backyard wedding and like I'm there and she's there and we're, we're about to get started. And so like with lights, like where you start is pretty crucial. Like once you get going, you can't oh, right. really like yeah. move it. You, you have to either restart, you can't move it around. Right. Um, and so I'm like, Hey, cause it's good is what you want. And she's like, yeah, like it's great. Like, love it. Like go for it. And so like I set everything up, we're almost done. And we're like packing up and she comes out with, with her dad and oh, no. uh, he's asking me to basically like redo it. And I'm like trying to like gently like uh, and kindly talk them out of like, oh, no, this is better. Trust me. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't want to move it. And ended up like uh, uh, move, uh, redoing it all for her because she like uh, kind of pulled me aside at whatever talking. And she was like, um, it's really hard for me to do this, but I feel like I, I really want to speak my mind. Like, I want to tell you like, what I'm feeling. Um, I really think it will be better if we, you know, do it here. Basically just saying, like, you know, I want this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll do it. It's like we happily did it. But I thought it was interesting, like, when she kind of, like, was talking to me, it's like her voice kind of, like, lowered. It almost kind of seemed like she was, like, tearing up. Like, <laughs> it was, like, a hard thing for her to really kind of speak how she felt. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why that stuck out to me. I was like, hmm, mm. like, I wonder if there's, like, more going on with her today or whatever. But I was thinking, like, how often do I, like, really speak out and, you know, maybe like oppose my view to get what I want, whatever, you know, like, do I, do I do that? Do I speak my mind? I don't think I do that a lot. I think I kind of like, if it doesn't really bother me, I just kind of like let it go, you know? Yeah. But, um, I'm, yeah, I, I think for some people, a lot of people, it's probably really difficult to really share how you feel. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think most people struggle with that. I know I struggle with that. I'm not like a, like by default, super open person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely something that I like try to do is like be more vulnerable. I mean, honestly, I think like this podcast is a big part of that because we're just like broadcasting it out there for anyone to be updated on our lives and to share what we're going through or struggling with or mm-hmm. what we're thinking about. Um, yeah, I always forget. Um, I think we could go someone was like, Oh, like something about this, whatever. And I was like, how do you know about that? <laughs> And they're like, on your podcast, you said it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's been a few times. <laughs> it was so funky. I was like, that's weird. Like, mm-hmm. But that's what I get. Yeah, you forget. We love you guys. Thanks for bringing that stuff up. Never be afraid to reach out to us about it. Um, number four, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Um, I could see this. Uh, but here's what I was thinking was, and this is just like a general observation of like people in general is like, we're super lucky to have the community of church, mm-hmm. like a lot of people to them, like their friends is like their entire life because yeah. like, where else do you go? Like, who do you turn to? Like, if you don't have a friend, it's like, you can't trust anyone. You can't talk to anyone. Like you're just going to be like literally alone. Mm-hmm. Um, besides being married, obviously, but, uh, but staying in touch with their friends, like, yeah, it's interesting. I just, um, I don't know that I, you know, I don't have like a ton of, I'm not the type of person who has like a ton of friends. I have a few close friends, but um, yeah, I think about uh, yeah, people who just, you just kind of like lose track of, I could see this one actually. Um, Corey, you're not going to get rid of me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not <laughs> I promise um, you that. Yeah. I'm trying to drop a hint here. I won't be <laughs> sad, Jeremy, if you, I'm just kidding. No. Um, I wish that I'd let myself be happier. This is also one of those. It's yeah, sort it's of like a like cliche like a little bit. A little sappy like. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, like, what does it mean to, like, let yourself be happy? Like, basically uh, do the things that you want to do in life? Or maybe it's sort of similar to number one of, like, not really caring about what other people think about you or say about you. Um, but, yeah, anyways, maybe what we can do just to kind of wrap it up is uh, with a couple of verses that I can share. Um, like, ju- what's, like, a biblical view of, like, basically what I'm trying to get down to is, like, how do you live a life where you don't have regrets at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like how do you live a life where you feel proud of what you've done and the life that you lived and the way that you've spent your super finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think like one of, one of the first places I always go back to is uh, the parable of the talents because it just like applies amazingly to so many different scenarios. But um, one of the things that like really struck me, I think even before I became a Christian was, uh, was this verse in the parable of talents when, you know, basically God is, or the, I guess like the handler or the master, whoever it is, uh, is coming back to the servants after, you know, basically he's given them this money to invest. And he goes to the first one or the second one or the third one, or actually it's just the, to the first and the second. And it says, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Like being able to hear well done, good and faithful servant is like a super powerful statement like you want to live like to hear that yeah you know what i mean yeah i think uh well kind of two parts but uh like in relation to your faith um i think for the most part is it is probably possible to live a life without regrets in that scenario i think uh like secondly just like with your life in general like i don't think it's possible to go a whole life of like um with no regrets i mean there's like i don't think you can do that you know uh i think you can evaluate every opportunity and do the best you can um, but yeah, that's not possible. All, even I, I want to back up. Even with faith, I still think that's probably not possible. Also, thinking about like, what about you know, you know, in college, those kids that you met that you were friends with for a few weeks or a few months, maybe you know, sophomore year, whatever, and now you've never seen them ever again, right? You knew them. Like, did you invite them to church? Did they know Jesus? Like, you, yeah, you know, stuff like that, right? So, right. Um, that's a good point. <clears throat> no, I, I'm super glad you brought that up because, like, literally nothing in our lives are ever going to be like perfect or it's going to be orchestrated the way that maybe that they're supposed to be. Like God gives us so many different opportunities and we just let a lot of them go or we don't do a great job of, of managing them. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll rephrase that then. How do we live a life with minimal, minimal regrets? <laughs> well, I th- uh, yeah, I would say like kind of I, when it comes to big decisions, like approach them uh, like humbly. And then uh, we've talked about this kind of stuff, but like how do you go about making big decisions? How do you go about, you know, major changes in your life. Like what are the kind of the steps you follow? Um, I think like having certain things like that in place would be helpful. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. And one of the things I think about too is like, uh, it's one thing to feel like, I don't know, like I, I did a good job or I, uh, I, I lived a life that was, you know, without regrets, quote unquote. But I don't know if that, again, I don't know if that's actually possible. Uh, it's not really like a, a feasible thing to really like, I, l- I love the question. Like, would you ever go back and do things differently? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, if you ended up where you wanted to be and you're happy wor- with where you're at now, like, no, you wouldn't go back and do things differently because everything ended up great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I feel like it's a sort of a diff- uh, a similar attitude of like, yes, you have regrets, but also like, I don't know if you would really go back and do things differently because you did your best. Like as mm-hmm. long as you're trying as hard as you can, as mm-hmm. long as you're giving it your shot. I don't know if there's anything else that you can do. 
Yeah, makes you think about those movies uh, where they go back in time, whatever, and they can like they have to. I just watched one. Um, I back can't in remember the future. The name. I can't remember the name, but basically, like they Kay. had a chance to go back in time and like relive like a certain day. Um, but like Click? it. No, but that's a great movie. <laughs> oh wait, there's one more. It's like there's like thousands, favorite. dude. Okay, they're fine. Keep going. Anyway, all my point is like uh, they were they go back in time and basically whatever choices they make, they, even small ones, like affect kind of like mm. when they go back to normal life. And you yeah. just kind of think like there are so many decisions, so many things that kind of go into it. In the movie, they're like stressing out about like not remembering like what they did and trying to do the perfect way, you know, because they, they don't want to mess up their life. And I'm just thinking like, dude, there's so much, so many decisions. Like just last night, one of the kids at our small group spoke about uh, choices. And he said there's like a stat like the average adult makes 35,000 decisions a day. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Yeah. Uh, like There's these tiny little like micro remotely, decisions. Yeah. Like they have to think about them just a little bit. Um, There's a small ones, but still like that's a 30,000 a day. Like yeah. just think about like weeks and years and months. Right. And so, um, yeah, you know, there's just a lot and a lot can tweak and change and affect. Yeah. But here's the scary part uh, a little bit just to, to kind of sober up here a little bit. Second Corinthians 510 says, for we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Like every single one of us, um, and actually Romans fourteen twelve also says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Like uh, live your life in a way, not trying to do it perfectly, but also knowing like you're going to see a replay and you're going to have to answer about how you lived and what you spent your time on and what you did, what you said, the people around you, like the opportunities that you had. And so like, yeah, you're allowed to make mistakes. And like, this is the whole idea of like grace, right? Is that even, even though you're allowed to make mistakes, God has the grace for you and, and he can redeem you. And it's okay to do these things. Essentially mm-hmm. there's, there's room, there's margin for it, but also like, don't take advantage of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like don't do a bunch of things just knowing <laughs> that, uh, you know, just knowing that it can be kind of washed mm-hmm. away one day. Like you're going to have to give an account for these things. Yeah. A couple of years ago, uh, I read this article, I think it was by CS Lewis and he's like super descriptive in how he writes. And, um, it's like, pretty fascinating the way he like describes things. And, uh, he was talking about like uh, judgment day and mm-hmm. like dying and standing before, before God. And I don't remember like exactly what he says, but I'll try to paraphrase, but he's describing a situation where there's like these two guys standing before God. And one of them, knew God, believed in God, followed him, uh, and, like, just lived, like, an honorable, honor, honorable <laughs> good life. And the other dude, uh, like, didn't. It was someone that rejected God. It was someone that not only, like, didn't know and follow God, but someone that, like, knew about him, like, had opportunity and, like, just, um, like, decided, no, I don't want that. Like, fully rejected him. Hmm. And, uh, and, like, in this, like, parable or, or story, he, he kind of describes it basically the one that followed God, like, God welcomes him, him in and they shows, like, an the way he writes is this person stepping into the kingdom of God and forever eternally like living with God. And then it describes like very clearly like, the other guy being like pulled away and like brought into torture, mm. uh, like with Satan and with his demons and like describes it like so clearly. And at, at the end of it, he kind of says like, uh, like let's say like there's a chance like we as Christians could be wrong. Like, like let's say like heaven isn't real. Like, wouldn't you like rather be on the side of like, assuming and hoping it's real then and not and you you do end up going to to yeah. hell right he kind of just kind of puts it that way and um it's like super like convicting and powerful i'm thinking like with our faith like with decisions and giving account to god like wouldn't you so much rather like be on the side of like 
of um, I think. Do you think about like passing or fail? Like you, you want to pass. You want. You don't want to fail. You don't want to mess up. You don't want to give right. something away or ruin it. Um, so like in everything you do, like lean that way. Lean on that side. Like when there's, if it's murky, if it's kind of gray, of what to do. Well, lean on the side of like the passing side, kind of the the green mm. way. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, dude. Super sobering. First um, Corinthians three twelve through fifteen says, now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Um, I just thought, like, you know, what kind of life are you building? Like, are uh, I think another good analogy is, like, are you trying to build your heaven here right now or are you living and building towards heaven in the next life and um i think it's i mean it's obviously a huge mistake to do the first one try to build your your heaven here um but also like i also think about sometimes like what are the things maybe that i would regret uh not that would like affect me in heaven but you know, think, think about like when you're in heaven, finally, you know, like, I, I guess like there's no like time for when that happens, but basically when you're there, I, I'm assuming I would think that you'd have a memory of your life here and, uh, and you know what it was like, you were, you experienced it, right? It's, it's still a part of you and sort of not like regretting it, but also just thinking like, wow, how, how much of a dingus was I? Or like, how much more could I have done? Or, you know, like how did I really spend a time that, that was so short, but I didn't realize how short it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, like, I don't know, build your life for heaven. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just thought I'd kind of wrap up there, but live your life with minimal regrets. I think that's kind of where, where we landed. Yeah. I've been wanting to, <laughs> I've been wanting to say this, but I think of, I think the movie, but he's like, he gets the tattoo of no, uh, no regrets. No, it's no regrets. It's like, R-A-G, I think. Yeah, yeah. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> I keep picturing that. Uh, I think it's so funny. We should name the episode that. <laughs> yeah, we should. No regrets. Okay, no, no we, we shouldn't. Love it. Okay, well, uh, let me take us home. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. I um, appreciate you guys. Uh, just want to remind you of our quick couple projects that we're working on. One is the Cultivate and Keep merch. I uh, promise you we're working on it. We're, we're making progress. So if you're interested in that, go to cultivateandkey.com slash merch. We're also kind of throwing that around this idea of a journal. And so uh, it's basically the idea is a 52-week um, long journal that each each week covers a different sort of topic. You'll have uh, different places and entries to write down your reflections on them and uh, essentially be like a weekly devotional of sorts. If you're interested in that, go to cultivateandkey.com slash journal. And then if you're interested in the more private, kind of curated community, go to cultivateandkeep.com slash community. And then we will see you in the next one. Peace.